Ephesians, the sixth chapter, we're in a, a series on the whole or the full armor of God. And uh, I want to start in verse 10 again. I don't have a long word tonight, but I do have a real good one. Hallelujah. You know, if we went home right now, we could say, man, it sure is good to be in church. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Whose might? His might. I'll find Ephesians 6 here in a minute. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Everyone say stand. Stand. Against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Men and women are not our enemies, but principalities, powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, he says, take unto you the whole armor of God. Not part of the armor, but the whole armor. So that you may be able to withstand or to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. We discovered that the Roman soldier's gird, that gird that, that he wore, would hold up the rest of his armor... And it is the Word of God that holds our lives up. And then, of course, last week we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15 is what we want to look at tonight. Read it with me if you would. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so we see here that the gospel of peace is represented as the protective shoes that was worn by the Roman soldier. The word preparation is important because it means that there must be a prepared foundation. If you're going to succeed in life, you must be prepared for what lies ahead. And you must have a good, solid foundation on the Word of God. How many of you know that the gospel provides for you and I the footing for everything that we do? And so if we're going to be ready to face life's fights, ready to stand against the strategies and the wiles of the enemy, we must have our gospel shoes on. In Isaiah 52, 7, Paul said the word shod, I love this, he says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good news who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Say this with me. I am being prepared and I am ready in my walk with God to stand face to face and not lose my ground. Now, Josephus was a Jewish historian. Let me read something he said about the shoes. Josephus described them as shoes thickly studded with sharp nails so as to ensure a good grip. The military successes both of Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar were in large measure to their armies being well shod and thus able to undertake long marches at incredible incredible speed over rough terrain. 
So I want you to get a picture. These are not like Nikes. These are not like Adidas. If we were to take time to describe all that these shoes look like, it would take us quite a period of time. But suffice it to say that these shoes were affixed with extremely sharp spikes, about three inches long. And uh, if you were a Roman soldier and you were to be involved in active combat, (laughs) your spikes could be known as killer shoes. And so when the enemy sees you and me with the armor of God on, firmly footed and standing upon the gospel of peace, it puts great fear in him. He says, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now notice again, our context is to stand Having done all to stand, stand. And so these cleats, if you will, these spikes were for the purpose of you and I, as soldiers in the army of the Lord, to be able to stand firmly and not be moved, but to be able to stand And to win every battle. Look at with me in the amplified version of that verse. Of Ephesians the 6th chapter. And the 15th verse. Again the King James says. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The amplified says it this way. That our feet have a firm footed Stability. It has been my observation after being a pastor and really being in ministry for 35 years. We have been married 35 years and we've known nothing else but full-time ministry for 35 years. We've been in the ministry full-time the day we were married until right now. It's by the grace of God. But it has been my observation that there is a lot of instability in the body of Christ. And uh, that's not a put down, that's just a fact. There are many unstable souls. And really it shouldn't be that way. Because God has given us the ability to be stable. It doesn't matter what your background was. It doesn't matter what you came out of or which you didn't come out of, what you are facing or whatever you will face. God has made stability available to your soul and to your emotions. We are to be anchored in this blood covenant that we have with Almighty God. And you must be prepared for life with these shoes on. It is the gospel of shalom. It is the gospel of perfect well-being. It is the gospel of nothing missing and nothing broken. The gospel that keeps you intact in your spirit, in your soul, in your body until the trumpet sounds. Say with me, I'm whole. whole. 
In my spirit. I'm whole in my soul. I'm whole in my body. That's the will of God. May the very God of Shalom, the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly. I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that shouting ground. Because there are a million and one things that will try to move you. And if you don't have these shoes on, firmly planted in the ground, in the word of God, and if you don't have a foundation, you will be moved. Oh yeah, the flood's coming. The storm's coming. It's going to beat upon your house. But when your feet are shod, oh, shakabasata, with the preparation of the... Let it blow. Let it rain. I'm not going down. And you don't have to either. Say it with me, stability. See, wisdom and knowledge are the stability of our times. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. If you don't have a spirit of fear, guess what you have? You've got a spirit of faith, but you also have peace. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, Tony. But a power. How about you, Raul? What kind of spirit you got? Spirit of power? Love? How about your mind? How about you over there? How's your mind? Is it well with your soul? (laughs) It's well with my soul. Amen. Anchored in the gospel. I love the Amplified. It says, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. The Amplified says of a calm and well-balanced mind. Thank God. So the picture here is of a Roman soldier in battle able to stand. Not slipping. Not unstable. See, the terrain back in those days, there were a lot of hills. It was was really rough terrain. And so they'd have to go over a lot of different terrain and sometimes they'd have to fight on hills but they were stable they didn't slip now here are four things that i want to talk to you about rather quickly tonight but it's a good teaching it's a good food for your spirit having your feet shod properly having your feet shod properly enables you to number one stand It enables you to hold your ground. How are we going to be able to hold fast the confession of our faith if we're so easily moved? Are you listening to me? And so, you know as well as I do that there are a number of things designed to cause you to lose ground. To lose your peace, lose your joy, lose money. Lose your mind. Lose your relationships. But when your feet are shod properly, it enables you to stand. Number two, it enables you to fight. And there is a fight. Now, the thing about this fight is it's fixed. 
I like a fixed fight. How many of you like a fixed fight? Now, it's not fun to go to a fight that's fixed and spend a lot of money, but I like a fixed fight. I like the fact that Jesus already whooped up on the devil. I like the fact that he already gave him two black eyes, an elbow, put them under his feet, and rose from the dead. I like that. That's a fixed fight. You know what a fixed fight is? A fixed fight is a fight you win. But if you don't show up for the fight, you lose by default. Now, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 12, it says, fight the what? A good fight is a fight you win. Say that with me. A good fight is a fight I win. So he says, now fight the good fight of faith. I like a fight. I, you know, I just, there's something about fighting that I like. I'm not talking about getting in strife and stuff, but... I mean, I get thrilled when I see a couple teams go at each other on the baseball diamond. You know, I don't want anybody to get hurt, you know. But it it just, I like it when when their elbows are being thrown and and they're talking trash on the back. You know, I like that stuff. Because of the competitive juices that I grew up with, you know. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. But, you know, I don't mind it when they get flared up a little bit. Well, we're in a fight. And the Bible says that we are to fight the good fight of faith. If we don't show up, we lose by default. What we got to do is show up and enforce Satan's defeat by being fully armed. So having our feet shod properly enables us to stand. It enables us so that we can fight without slipping. Thirdly, And I love this one. Your feet and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It enables us to move forward and to take more territory. It enables us to move, to take more ground. Listen, dear saints, it is not the will of God for us to be at the same level of growth spiritually today we were last year. It is the will of God for me to grow up. And Brenda will say a double amen. But it's also the will of God for you to grow up. And to be bringing forth more fruit in old age. See... I can't believe people have been asking me recently, when are you going to retire? It isn't even a part of my thinking. You know, recently, you know, we have to do an audit every year and uh, to to comply with our lending institution. And Ingrid works so beautifully and wonderfully with the auditors. And this young man, you could tell he was hesitant to ask. But he says, I've just got to ask you, uh, are you thinking about... You know, the R word. And I said, you know, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Retire. And then recently some minister friends were in town and we were out having a bite to eat. And first of all, he asked me if I wore a toupee. And I, I said, no, Why? He says, your hair is so thick. I said, 
But looking at his receding hairline, I figured why. <laughs> he was just a little jealous. You know what I'm saying. And he was way younger. And a lot younger, too. But anyway, so that was the first thing. And then the next one was, um, you know, a lot of the ministers your age and maybe a little bit older now are, are talking about, you know, retiring. He says, have you, I says, have you thought of that? And I said, to be honest with you, the thought never occurred to me. See, I believe this. I believe I'm strong and I'm healthy and I can go till God's done with me. Amen. Now we're going to, we're going to see a lot of people come along our side and we have people along our side, but bless God, by the grace of God, we're going to get her done. (laughs) We're going to get her done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, you know what? If you're in your 80s, hey, Moses just got started when he was 80. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's not move back. So, look at Ephesians 6.15 in the New Living Translation. If you could pull it up there. In the New Living Translation. So, number one. Enables you to stand, number two, so you can fight, number three, so you can move and take more ground. I believe that we are to be lifelong learners. We've not arrived. I believe that we are to be involved in lifelong growth. Amen. Continuing to grow. Continuing to move forward. Read it with me. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be what? Let's read it again. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Now, let's just think about that for a moment. Put on the peace that comes from the good news. In other words, when you are firmly footed and firmly founded upon the word of God, you're going to have peace. And it prepares you for life. And the good news, listen to this now. The good news, the gospel is good news. And the gospel brings peace. Say it with me, the good news brings peace. It brings the kind of peace that guards your heart. And it also guards your mind, even in the midst of some unbelievable raging combat. Good news. How many of you have ever been to a doctor before and you had a serious test? You had a serious test. Like a CAT scan or a, an MRI or maybe an ultrasound or something like that. You had a serious test. Okay? And there's this period of time between you have the appointment and you get the news. Well, you got to have your shoes on. And they call you, and they say, good news. What does that bring? Good news brings peace. But the neat thing about it is, you've already got the good report. So even in the midst of that, you are operating, and we are operating in peace. The gospel is the gospel unto salvation. It is a gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Now, this involves preparation. It has been said that to be prepared is half the victory. 
And it has also been said that success comes when preparation meets opportunity. Anybody ever taken a test in school and you weren't prepared? True success comes when preparation meets opportunity. Now that, that is, I mean, that is a really strong statement. Think about it. Success comes when preparation meets opportunity. I believe this opportunity is all over the place. But if we're not prepared for it, opportunity can pass us by. Opportunity, it's everywhere. 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 We live in a land of opportunity in the United States, but we have been brought into the land of milk and honey in Christ Jesus. So many opportunities. But you've got to be prepared. How do you prepare yourself for the opportunities? You study. You get training. Come on, somebody. You serve in the local church. Don't forfeit your promotion by saying no to serving in the local church. You have opportunity to serve in a local church, whether this church or another church. And all the time, all the while, God is setting you up. He's setting you up. He's getting you prepared. He's working this in you and maybe working this out of you. And he's mentoring you through this person and that person and this leader and that leader. You see, preparation, when preparation is there and opportunity knocks, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. Good preaching, Pastor. Yes, amen. It is hard to build a foundation during a flood. It really is. Don't wait till you get a bad report of cancer to start being in the Word about healing. Don't wait till they come knock on your door to take your house keys away before you start tithing. Oh, I know I'm preaching good right now. I felt something up in here. Preparation. How do we prepare ourselves for life? You better get the word. Listen to this statement. Continuous exposure to... An intake of the word continuously will prepare you. You'll be prepared. I don't understand for the life of me these weekend warrior Christians. You know, we used to see them out on the, out on the basketball court, you know, sometimes. And, and they'd call them weekend warriors. I mean, they're going to really get out there and they're really going to put on a show, you know, 50 pounds overweight. They're trying to act like they're back in high school. They don't do anything for the team. There's too many weekend warriors, spiritually speaking. I don't understand how people can get out of church. For the life of me, I don't understand it. 
Because the Word of God is our lifeline. Of course, I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crew. So fully embrace the gospel. It is the gospel of peace. Listen to this. This is worth your drive tonight. If you will be prepared in the gospel, the gospel will prepare you to stand strong, to fight the good fight of faith, and to move forward and to take ground. Say it with me. If I will be fully prepared in the gospel... The gospel will prepare me for success in life. And we could talk a long time about what the gospel is. When we're talking about the gospel at Heart of the Bay, we're not talking about a partial gospel. We're talking about the full gospel. The gospel of deliverance. Turn with me to Psalms 119, verse 165. Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace, do you love the word? Yes. Great peace have they that which love thy law, and there is, and nothing shall offend them. I have a number by my Bible, it says, and there will be shall no cause for stumbling in their lives. There's no cause for stumbling when your feet are shod. With the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now the fourth thing and the last thing in closing tonight. What have we said? We said when our feet are shod with the preparation. It will make us strong. It will enable us to fight. It also will enable us to move forward. But here is probably the most important one of all of them. When my feet and your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It makes us able to help others maintain or regain their footing. I'm going to say that again. It will make us able to help others to maintain or to regain their footing. And there's a lot of Christians that need help. And so we don't be condescending with them, but we make sure that we're prepared so that they can come under our wing. Look at Ecclesiastes 4.10. It'd be sad, you know, if uh, if I fell out and there was no one to help. Wouldn't it be sad? Wouldn't you like to, to think that if, if you had a difficult time and you sort of fell out of fellowship with the Lord, that there was someone strong there to help you? In Ecclesiastes 4.10 it says this, For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. That's Christianity. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he hath not another to help him up. Be the person that helps others to maintain or to even regain their footing. So you be firmly footed, prepared to help others. Look at Romans 15.1. This is the last one we'll look at in the message translation. Romans the 15th chapter, the first verse. Thank God we can be strong in the Lord. Thank God for standing. Thank God for fighting. Thank God for moving forward. But true Christianity is there to lift others up. 
In Romans 15, 1, it says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith, what we need to do is to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Listen to this statement. Let this burn in your heart tonight. Read it with me. Strength is for service, not status. Amen. Just let these words dwell in you this week. Amen. Father, we just receive it tonight. We just stand firmly in our covenant that we have with you tonight. And Lord, we pray for brothers and sisters here tonight that that just may need a helping hand to be lifted back up. Maybe you're here this evening, you've faltered, you've gotten off a little bit. But you're saying, you know what? I need the strength of my brothers, the strength of my sisters to lift me up so that I can regain my position, my firm-footedness in Christ. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I'm not going to ask you to come up tonight. But I'm going to ask you to, in a moment, lift up your hands so that we can all pray and so that we can believe God together. I would like no one looking around. I want to be the only person that's looking. If you're here tonight, you've seemed to have lost your footing. You want it to be regained.